For the first time in a long time, Jay, I feel alive as a Blue Jackets fan, and I can't wait to talk about it with you today as we preview the Minnesota Wild coming to town. It's Locked on Blue Jackets. Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Hayden Heilshorn. As you see, my co-host, Jay Foster, is with me today. We are here to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of your favorite team in ours, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before I get going, I want to say thank you to the everydayers for making this your first listen every day. Locked On Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms. We're free right here on YouTube and the SiriusXM app. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. That's actually never mind. Code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Minnesota Wild are in town tonight to take on the Blue Jackets. The Blue Jackets are hot off a win against the Philadelphia Flyers. Which Jay, that was a team that had the Blue Jackets number all year. Um, the Flyers had won the first two matchups against the Jackets. I think the Jackets stealing that one on Thursday night in Philadelphia definitely gives them a little momentum going into this matchup against the Wild, who is a team that the Jackets have already beaten this year. And it is obviously the, the finale of that series. You only play Western Conference teams twice. And I definitely think this is a winnable game. The Wild have lost four in a row. And listen... I know it's crazy to be talking about playoffs. I know it's it's wild. It's it's silly. Maybe they should just be tanking. If you did make the playoffs, who cares? You're probably going to get beaten in the first round anyway by somebody good. Just let me have this moment for now, okay? But if I'm being realistic about the playoffs, they probably need to win this game against the Wild tonight uh, because after this one, you got the Jets, Kraken, Canucks, Devils, and then you go – to Western Canada. So where where's your heat check on this team this year? Where is your heat check on their chances of finishing up the season series against the Wild tonight with a W? Where are you at? I feel pretty good about a win. I don't know that I'm ready to drink the playoff Kool-Aid yet. Um, let me just check the, the standings real quick. Uh, the Blue Jackets are nine points out of the second wildcard spot right now. Uh, the good news is a lot of teams have, have uh, caught up in terms of games played. So the Blue Jackets aren't like seven games ahead of everyone else like they were for, for a bunch of the season. Um, it might happen, but I'm not. And if it does, I'll be excited. I know everyone's like, it's either cup or draft lottery and there's no in between. But like, I like when my team makes the playoffs. I think it's fun. Um, I'm not expecting anything beyond, like, extra hockey, which is always fun. Um, but I feel pretty good about tonight's game. Like you said, the Wild on a four-game losing streak. Uh, they lost to the Lightning, Calgary, and Winnipeg twice. Uh, they had a four-game win streak going before that, uh, where they beat Boston twice, including an overtime win. So it really could go either way. Um 
it'll be interesting to see what happens in goal for both teams, honestly, uh, because the Wild have had uh, one goalie be quite good and the other goalie be not so good. Uh, the Blue Jackets, maybe Elvis will be back, which I think would be good. Uh, he's the best performing goalie on the roster right now, uh, which is still weird to say, but I don't know. I think it's I think it's going to get interesting. I'm really excited to watch the this game, actually. Um, I think the Wild have a bunch of exciting players who've kind of been underperforming, but I'm really excited to see, to watch Brock Faber play. Um, he's a guy that's probably going to get some Calder Trophy love along with Adam Fantilli. And uh, he's currently leading the uh, Wild defenseman in points uh, as a, I believe he's 21 years old, if that. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. The Wild are struggling this season. Uh, they're 16, 16, and 4. Blue Jackets, 13, 19, and 8. So above the Blue Jackets in the standings, but not where I expected them to be. So you're right. This feels like a very winnable game, but I think it's important for the Blue Jackets to kind of think, don't go into this thinking that it's a winnable game, because I feel like they do that a lot and then get surprised when the other team like tries and is competent. Uh, so give the give the Wild the respect they deserve, but also like this this is a winnable game for the Blue Jackets, as long as they don't fall into the trap of playing at the level of their opponent, which the Blue Jackets love to do. Yeah, they they absolutely do. They they play down to their opponent. This is an opportunity for the Jackets to do something that they haven't done since before Thanksgiving, and that is win two games in a row. Yeah, they haven't done that since the 22nd of November and the 24th of November when they beat the Blackhawks and Devils. So if they win this game, Jay, I think there will be a small portion of people jumping over to the side of, okay, maybe this year is somewhat worth trying to resurrect. Because remember, the Jackets are 8-8-4 eight, eight, and four in their last 20 games. And they've been doing it without some significant pieces, guys. Like if they, I, I promise you, if they continue to improve game by game, which I think they are doing, if Daniil Tarasov continues to play the way that he's been playing, they they definitely have a chance to get back in this thing. There's still enough time left. Um, and I think, I really think they need to cut the gap between them and that last wildcard team down to five points by the all-star break, which is coming quickly at uh, February 1st through February 3rd. We're going to hit on the all-star game in the last segment on the show. And the next segment, I'd like to talk a little bit about Pascal Vincent and kind of his strategy and his mindset with this year, because overall like that, like it's up to him really. It's, uh, it's up to him to get this team to play where they need to be at. Like, if they are going to be a playoff team, it's up to the head honcho to get them there. And I'd like to talk about where he's at. But you're absolutely right. This game is totally winnable. The The Minnesota Wild, they're not the same team that they used to be. Yes, they, they still have, you know, Kirill Kaprizov, who's dominating. They have Matt Zuccarello, who is still a point-of-game player, and Joel Erickson Eck. Like, these guys are still very good and definitely a threat on offense. But – they're not getting the same help at goaltender. Philip Gustafsson has been actually their 
better of their two goalies this year. He's averaging, he's got 2.96 goals against average. Marc-Andre Fleury, the 39-year-old legendary goaltender is still there. He's he's 3.09 goals against average this year, which is well above his career average, which is 2.59. So he has definitely passed his better days. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think you can win against either goaltender. They're a team that is is falling. Like you said, they've lost four in a row now. I don't really believe in their coach, John Hines. Like, I don't think he's that good. He hasn't he was with the devils and then with the the predators didn't have good teams with either of those franchises. So um, not saying that he's the full reason why the wild have been bad this year. I I'm not, this is locked on blue jack. It's not locked on wild, but this is definitely a winnable game. The team needs to play the way that they've been playing the last few games and just keep playing confident. And I think they will be fine in this one. We're going we're gonna to hit some score predictions maybe at the end of this next segment, but definitely I want to be talking about Pascal Vincent and where his mindset is at. We'll do that next on Locked on Blue Jackets. Next, I want to tell you guys about game time. Well, the weather is colder, and there's no better time for you to get a ticket to an indoor event. It could be a sporting event. It could be a concert or a comedy show or even a theater event game time has them all it's a fast and easy way to buy tickets to all of those things they have killer last minute deals they have all in prices they have great views from your seat it's a super fun app to use jay i don't know if you've used the game time app but every time that i get on the game time app it's just a fun app to just scroll around and it definitely has the best interface a lot better interface than a lot of the other ticketing apps that i've used in the past so like i said you know it when you're buying tickets to an event, it shouldn't be stressful. It shouldn't be hard. Game time eliminates the hard and the stressfulness. It's super easy app to use. Like I said, they have great deals. They have zone deals where you pick the section. Game time will pick the seats for you uh, for big time savings. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app. Create an account. Use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. All right. I want to talk a little bit about Pascal Vincent because I think – I think he's the guy. I do think that, you know, I know Craig Berube's out there. I know there there could be a better coach out there for this team, but I honestly don't believe it. I think when I look at Pascal Vincent coaching the team on the bench, he seems proactive and it seems like the guys are are wanting to hear him. And I and I mean that specific like there was a moment in that Flyers game where he's going talking to Adam Fantilli. Adam Fantilli is looking back at the coach and and having discourse with him and like that those are things that show me that he has the player's ear and that it's working and honestly I think the team is playing better from game to game and if you look at the guys that he's rolling out there like Brandon Gauntz Justin Danforth who Justin Danforth is a phenomenal player but 
Pascal Vincent has not been given the best NHL roster this year. They have more dudes under the age of 24 than anybody else in the league. And I actually feel like he's doing a very good job managing that. Um, Jay, I don't know if you feel the same. I agree to a certain extent. Um, I still don't really know what his like game plan is necessarily. He makes a lot of confusing decisions. I don't understand. And I know Jack Rostovic scored a goal against the players. I still don't understand why he went up to that top line. I like, I get it. You want to keep the Russian line together. You want to keep that Johnson, Sillinger, uh, Bemstrom line together. Those lines have both been clicking along. Um, I don't know that Jack Rostovic is the answer for that top line, but also, like, who else do you put there? You know, um, I think the Texier, uh, I, I missed the Texier Corrali um, Danforth line. I think that was a really good fourth line, but obviously Corrali's still out with the um, the upper body contusion, I believe is what it's officially, officially being labeled as. Um, but he just, he makes some decisions that, like, we talked about a little bit in yesterday's episode and kind of uh, a little bit off mic as well. Like, why was his first instinct in overtime to put Johnny Gaudreau, Jack Rostovic, and Jake Bean out on the ice? Karol Marchenko didn't see the ice in overtime. Uh, we saw that again, again. I thought he was uh, hurt. I thought he was hurt. I was like, yeah. why isn't, why isn't 86 on the ice right now? Exactly. Um, like, we, we saw it with, um, I don't think it was the Sabres overtime loss. I think it was a different one. Adam Fantelli didn't see the ice during the overtime loss, you know, and it's just, I don't know, it, it is his, I don't understand what his thought processes are and his game plans are, like, lots of criticism towards Brad Larson, uh, for, you know, deservedly so, and there's a lot of criticism that can be leveled at John Tortorella as well, I think, for, like, his coaching techniques and whatnot, but I always knew where the team stood with John Tortorella. I always knew where the team stood with Brad Larson. Um, I don't know where the team stands with Pascal Vincent yet. And we are 41, 40 games into the season. And I feel like I should have a better handle on what Pascal, why Pascal Vincent is doing the things that he's doing. Because right now it does feel a little bit like he's just kind of spinning the wheels and trying to get out of the mud. And some things work, some things don't. So I'm... I'm not ready to be like, fire the coach, fire the GM, fire everyone and start fresh next season. But it, I'm concerned that I don't know what's going on in, in Vincent's head. Because usually I have a better handle on like looking at what the coach is doing and going, oh, okay, I can see why you're doing that. I can see why you're doing this. And I don't really get that with Vincent. I'm not saying that he's making the wrong decisions. I'm just saying that I don't understand why he's making the decisions that he's making. And that's weird to me. I, I honestly, I completely agree with that. And yeah, like I, I agree with that. I think Jack Rosovic is a good player and I think he gets a lot of hate, but like he had that, he had the goal. I mean, Jake Bean technically redirected it, but Jack Rosovic is the one who shot that game time goal against the Flyers. Like he, he's definitely a very dynamic player. Um, but I, I thought he was getting way too much time in the overtime. I would have kept Justin Danforth out there just because that guy wins faceoffs against everybody in overtime. So I do agree with you. I think Pascal Vincent definitely is sometimes playing mental chess with himself and not just playing the best players all the time. But 
and this is something that fans get swept into, but when I listen to Pascal Vincent talk in the media, I it just seems like he has a bigger plan for this team. And he's just trying to sift through all these young players, trying to figure out which ones are the real deal. And at the same time, he is collecting points for this team. He's putting this team in situations where they can go win games. There hasn't been one game the Jackets have played in the last 20 where they've lost, where I thought they couldn't have won that game. There's every single game that they've played. They've, I felt like they were good enough to win in. And you mentioned 40 games there because he is 40, exactly 40 games into his NHL coaching career. And I just was curious. I wanted to know where Brad Larson was in his first year through 40 games. And remember the first half of Brad Larson's first season, the, the jet, like our perception of the blue jackets was, Oh wow. They are playing a lot better than what we thought. They were 12 19 and eight that year with uh no, no, excuse me. They were 18 21 and one good for 37 points on the year this year through 40 games the jackets are 13 19 and 8 for 34 points so comparatively they're doing worse however pascal vincent has a nine game losing streak built into that like they're getting better you know what i mean like at this point through 40 games and brad larson's first year they were trending downwards through 40 games this year, the Jackets seem to be trending upwards, and I'm just willing to give Pascal Vincent some of that credit for now. As crazy as he's been, he's been crazy, I will admit. Um, Adam Fantilli being on the third power play unit in uh, Thursday's game against the Flyers, like, what was that about? Like, he's the best player on the team, I would argue that. Um, I might not win that argument because, you know, Johnny Cadreau still plays for him and whatnot, but um, Adam Fantilli, he needs to be playing as much ice time as possible because he's, he may not, he's not the third overall pick. He is your third overall pick. He is the future of this team. He needs to be playing all the minutes and he's not even the third over. He would have been the, he should have been the second overall pick and any other year other than Connor Bedard, he would have been the first overall pick. So he's that good. He needs to be playing that much. Um, Connor Bedard is an all-star this year. He's the youngest all-star in the history of the game. Very cool. And I actually would like to talk about the all-star game. And let's do that next on Locked on Blue Jackets. Well, as the weather gets colder, the NFL deals stay hot with FanDuel. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 money line bet. All you got to do is throw some money in the account, place a bet for an NFL team to win, and win or lose, you are going to get $150 in bonus bets. I wouldn't bet the Lions this week because they're probably going to be resting some guys. I would bet... Maybe bet the Steelers. They, they're, they're a team that always seems to win these late season games and always sneak into the playoffs. But it doesn't matter. The bet could win or it could lose. You're going to get 150 bucks in bonus bets. And also the FanDuel app is super easy to use. You can 
do live same game parlays. You can find bets in the new explore tab, or you can make a parlay in the parlay hub. That is the best way to find popular parlays and more. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, Jay, we are just a little less than a month away from a new and fun All-Star Weekend. I say new because there's a lot of things changing with this uh, with this All-Star Weekend. Are you, are you excited about some of these changes? Are there some that stick out to you more than others? I love that they brought the draft back. Yep. Because that is my absolute favorite part of the All-Star game. I love just... I'm a simple man. I like watching the players get drunk and do stupid things uh, while pretending that they're not drinking. Um, you know, I think Alex Ovechkin, like, begging to be drafted last because he wants to win a car, I think was genuinely hysterical. <laughs> um, I don't like what they've done to this girls' competition. And I still don't love that they've done this, like, weird divisional format instead of doing East versus West, but whatever. Um, overall... I'm going to watch the All-Star game. I always say maybe I'll give it a miss this year, and then actually I watch the whole thing and, and usually enjoy it. Um, I, I like three-on-three. Three. I know that's an unpopular opinion probably, but I think it's fun. Um, is it real hockey? Maybe not, but I like it, so there. Um, Boone Jenner being named to the All-Star game is a surprise to me because he was like fifth on my list of Blue Jackets to potentially get named to the All-Star mostly because he's currently injured and might not be healthy by the time the All-Star game rolls around. So I don't, I'm confused by his selection. But I love to see it. Um, I'm happy for him. He's from just outside Toronto, I believe Dorchester, uh, Ontario is, is where he grew up. Um, his first All-Star game and like, he's the heart and soul of this team. So like, it's hard to get too mad about him being named to the All-Star game, but also it should have been Kirill Marchenko and I'm going to stand by that. Yeah, yeah. Kirill Marchenko, it, he would have just been so much fun uh, just with the sound bites and whatnot. I think every single Blue Jackets fan knows that Kirill Marchenko is the hidden gem of the NHL when it comes to sound bites. He's just, he's just fun and awesome. Um, Boone Jenner, yeah, 18 points on the year in 29 games, but Definitely got selected because uh, he's he's got he's you know tied with Marchenko for goals. Uh, he's got you know he's got 13 goals in 29 games. He's been a phenomenal player. He's definitely deserving, and it's just, I guess it's just one of those things. Maybe you just try not to overthink it as a Blue Jackets fan. I do like that you pointed out that he is from that. Uh, part of Canada as well. So that'll be cool for him. And uh, I didn't know that I figured it was probably his first all-star bid, but that's cool that he is going to finally get to go. Karel Marchenko, obviously a, a little bit younger, has some more time to develop um, himself as a player and, and then eventually get the all-star nod. But yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, the truth is Blue Jack the Blue Jackets just haven't had anybody really stick out above the rest yet. I think in a couple of years, we're going to be just saying Adam Fantilli, Adam Fantilli, Adam Fantilli every single year. I just think he's on that kind of trajectory for his career. But um, yeah, just talking about this all-star game, 
I'm reading here from the NHL.com website that celebrities are going to be paired with captains who are then going to pick the four teams. I'm just very curious what that's going to look like. And I do want to point out that the NHL has booked three days for this event. So they're going to go Thursday the 1st, Friday the 2nd, Saturday the 3rd of February. And the first day is going to be all uh, this the draft, basically, which I think is going to be cool. And I definitely think there are going to be some players a little relaxed, maybe having some adult drinks. That's that's just going to be fun. I'm, I'm hoping for that, at least, because I – I think it's important for NHL fans to see players in their, you know, normal environment, which is relaxed and having in fun. In their natural habitat, holding a yes. light and being stupid. Yes, yes, just being stupid. Um, and then you are not a big fan. Speaking of stupid, you might use that word to describe the skills competition. What don't you like about the skills competition exactly? I'm curious. So I think what they've done is they've taken it to do more players are going to do less. Oh, sorry. Yeah, less players are going to do more events. So I believe they have a list of eight events and the players have to do four of them and only 12 players are going to be in the skills competition. And then the winning player gets like a million bucks or whatever, which he doesn't need a million dollars. He makes several million dollars a year, but whatever. Um, I liked it better when it was everyone had to do one event and you just kind of got through it like that. So maybe maybe it'll be it'll be different. But I know that they worked with Connor McDavid to revamp the skills competition. Um, I just he's very boring is the thing, and I don't trust him to design anything. I've seen his house. Um, but <laughs> it, it like I might be wrong. It might be fun. I'm gonna watch it anyway. Um, if I if I get the chance, I believe I'll actually be in San Jose covering the AHL. All-Star game that weekend, so I uh, hope you're excited for all of the Trafix Polanski content we're going to be getting um, that weekend instead of the, the NHL All-Star content. But, um, yeah, maybe maybe I'm wrong, but right now the way that the fan, the skills competition is laid out is not super compelling to me. I like that. Jay has seen Connor McDavid's house and said it's boring. I respect that. I respect that. I I... I have also seen his house not because i've been to it but because there's actual you know there's like a social yeah, media like it's online this is not me like sneaking right. into Conor McDavid's house <laughs> in the dead of night to like judge his wall fixings or whatever but um yeah it's it sure is a house design i'll give him that he he didn't get a major in interior design. I guess like he definitely went uh super villain vibes with his house um which maybe not uh, the most inspiring thing to to Jay, which is fair, but uh, just to read some of these events because I was I was curious when we first heard about the eight events, which ones they'd be doing. It looks like they're going to do a fastest skater challenge. They're going to do a hardest shot challenge. They're going to do stick handling. They're going to do one timers, a passing challenge, and then an accuracy shooting. All things we've kind of seen before. And then there's going to be a next round where it'll do they'll do a shootout where the remaining players will get to pick the goalie they go against. That will be kind of fun, I think. And then the championship round or the final round will be an obstacle course. So that's going to be a little gimmicky, I'm sure. It's going to feel weird. Um, 
I don't know. I guess we'll just have to see for me. Like, I, I don't really know what to think of it quite yet. We'll just have to see what it looks like because, you know, these these leagues, they have such – they have the hardest time figuring out what they're going to do with their all-star event. Jay, I don't know if you've happened to watch the NFL Pro Bowl at all, but it's, it's a complete mess. Like, the NFL is in shambles with their all-star event. Uh, it's terrible. So, I like that the NHL is is – trying to change change things up and I definitely do like that it's one more day longer I think that is significant because it's just I think it's just fun for the fans but we'll see maybe we'll get a little tired of it by day three uh do you think it's good for the Jackets that their their bye week is over the all-star break they have 10 days in between games that's pretty good for the team I yeah. think I believe the way that bye weeks work in the NHL now, and I could be wrong on this, but I believe half the league has the week before the All-Star game off. And the other half of the week, the league has the week after the All-Star game off. And I could, like I said, I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Um, historically, the Blue Jackets have done pretty well in the game immediately after the All-Star break. Um, but who can say? Uh, with this with this team, no one knows what's going to happen. So they do tend to do okay after having, you know. I feel like I don't I don't remember off the top of my head what their record is for games after like three days off, but they've had a handful of them this season, and I feel like they've typically gone pretty well. Um, but I'm not I'm not going to say one way or the other whether I think that this is going to be good for the team because genuinely this team makes no sense to me this year. And if I think they're going to be good, then probably they'll be bad. You know. So uh, let's squeeze some predictions in because that reminds me, Jackets are playing the Wild tonight. Um, who do you got? I will take the Jackets in a 4-2 win at home. 4-3 overtime win. Goal scorer, Machenko. He's due. I will say – I forgot to give a goal scorer. I will say – this is tough for some reason to me. I would I would pick the same line and I'll go Chinikov. I'll say he gets back on the on his hot streak and uh yeah, carries us into the Jets, who they play on Tuesday night in Winnipeg. So they gotta get a win before they go out west. They gotta get a win, Jay. Um, that's all we have for you guys today. Tomorrow is Sunday, so we are gonna be uh probably not doing an episode, but we'll be back Monday to recap the weekend against the Wild and then preview the Jets, Kraken, Canucks, Devils, and then the West Coast Swing after that. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. As always, you can find me on Twitter at HaydenH971. Jay is on there at underscore J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. As always, the show is on there at LO underscore Blue Jackets. And if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, please direct those to us at LockedOnBlueJackets at gmail.com. Thank you once again for listening, and until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.